You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. I am Glenn Geek from Ocala, Florida. Happy 2023. I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network. It's January 2nd, episode 3090, brought to you today by the World Equestrian Center. Good morning, horse people. I have good news and bad news for you on this Monday morning. First, the bad. It's Monday. But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the Morning. Well, good morning, everybody. It's good to be back. It's good to chat with Jamie again. I haven't done that in a while. And we, we, we have a fun show planned for you today. We're going to hear all about the making of the viral video. Have you seen the video with the alpaca and the dressage horse? Uh, you mean the most patient dressage horse on the entire planet? Yeah. Who has not seen that? It was so stinking cute. Well, we're going to have Bailey West of Bailey Ranch Breeders, the one who did those video videos and have the alpacas. And also uh, the KWPNs, we're going to talk about those a little bit to kind of a breed highlight today, along with we're going to talk about alpacas and, and how funny they run <laughs> just didn't know they bounced like that so and also we're going to talk about what we did over the holiday breaks uh maybe something about how we feel about new year's resolutions and then the auditors are they still having a question first world problems one one or two one or two all right well we'll get into that too we'll do a post show for you today as well so for the auditors hey there you know jamie and i We'll talk more about this later, but we don't really believe in resolutions a whole lot. We believe more in making goals or, you know, just living life. Uh, but there was a very funny article in Horse and Hound, and it was six horsey New Year's resolutions you're definitely going to break. Love it. All right. So how about number one? Stop treating your car like a mobile tack room. Well, we know that nobody in this... Nobody would even make that resolution that's listening to this show. Not even a mobile tack room. I think if I could just stop treating mine like a mobile trash can. <laughs> a mobile dumpster. <laughs> dumpster on wheels. <laughs> like people get, get, have to get in the car. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> How about uh, clean your tack room every time you ride? Well, again. That's, clean your tack. Or yeah. tack, yeah. That nobody's, nobody's even making that resolution. Well, maybe I just, you would. I, I, I think that I, I worked at several places that always it was like a militant tack cleaning post ride. And now that I have my own place, I'm like, you get a bridle, you that. get a saddle. <laughs> like every, I just put my stuff up. But it's almost like it's like I'm just bitter for all the abuse that I suffered in the hands of a working student. That I'm like, screw you, it's my farm. <laughs> do you know how? Do you remember how I wash my harness? Don't you put it in the dishwasher or something? Yeah, and when we moved to this house, there was no dishwasher. It's the reason for this whole new kitchen thing is to get a dishwasher. So pretty much my harness hasn't been washed in eight months. So there's that. 
Need a new dish. Just hose it off. You'll be fine. <laughs> um, number three on this list of uh, New Year's resolutions that nobody's going to keep is try some new hacking routes. Well, we do that all the time here, actually, in Florida. We always go into different places. So that one you we know, keep. We have this awesome trail that's attached to our farm. And I always said it was a really good training because like the tree, the, it's a, it's a the neighbor's house, and he walks his dog. So when you're on a horse, you have to duck every five seconds, like duck left, duck right, because the branches are going to hit you. And so Monica Raymond, while she was here doing the clinic, she's a listener of ours. She cleared the trail. That was like what she did after to like release her stress. But she only cleared one of them. Oh, okay. Do you know how many times I've been on that second one since? Zero. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> so now I will have to try some new hacking routes after I um maybe get a I just yeah, I can't do it. Somebody's <laughs> gotta clear my trail. Monica, come back. <laughs> so, uh, number four on the list, stop blowing all your wages in online horsey shopping. Shut well that's up. not a good idea. You don't know me. You're not my Nobody's mom. Nobody's even making that resolution. You're not my mom. <laughs> Now, number five, I know a couple people last year, including Reese Koffler-Stanfield, who did this and kept it up. She joined a gym, got a trainer, and to improve your fitness, that's that's the resolution. She actually did that and kept it up all year. That's that's very DQ of her. I think it's the only person I know, but, you know, she did it. Congratulations to her. And that's why we don't like resolutions, because you're resolving to stop a behavior or create a new behavior. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that later, but I, I feel like resolutely doing something is um, a recipe for disaster in my brain. So well, goals. In, in 99% of the cases, it is because nobody keeps them. So, And number mm-hmm. six, I know this one you're not doing. Giving up wine or chocolate or Starbucks so you can afford a new saddle. Well, that's, yeah. not, that's not happening. You know that's what? True. I can drink wine and buy a new saddle, so suck it. <laughs> Clearly, since I did it for like, I bought myself a Christmas saddle. You are I love, so by privileged. the way, my husband is like, Hey, Merry Christmas, you got a saddle. I'm like, Bitch, I'll pay for that. <laughs> daily Winnie's doesn't time. count. First daily Winnie's of the year. But well, we have some auditor birthdays, and I we obviously heard from some people over the break that were unhappy that they have their birthday every year over the break and never get their birthday said. So I hope we have them all today. Hannah Reppert, uh, Stephanie Paraboom, Kelly Llewellyn, uh, Ina Adams, and Tony Wilson. Happy birthday to all of you. And for anybody I missed, happy birthday to you, too. And then you remember, you have to be, it's not enough to be an auditor. You have to request Glenn as a friend so he yes. sees your birthday otherwise i don't know he does not deep dive this okay (laughs) he's not tracking you down no i look at the facebook birthday list and if you're on it (laughs) uh new auditors we had a couple of those over the break too randy zaboyan and melissa abbin so uh we thank both of you for joining the club if you haven't joined the auditor room just request to at hrn auditors on facebook and your first Daily Winnies of 2023. Well, first off, I would like to, you know, I learn a lot about 
our listeners when I put up the post for equestrian first world problems, because sometimes they're Life happens and it affects their equestrian existence. And uh, Adrian apparently got married and Diane got engaged. So I did see those two bits of exciting news. Congratulations, both of you. And then uh, the cards and the cookies from listeners. Oh, my gosh, you guys are amazing. I cannot believe my address is published online and none of you have sent me anything like horse poo. But you've all used everybody. You sent me really nice things. Patty, you sent me cookies too i just everybody was super nice and uh happy holidays everybody's very sweet well i want to thank uh somebody who sent me something too i don't know if you saw the picture of it but i got a mug from ali henninger and ali sent me this mug and and (laughs) on one side of the mug it says other podcasters and it's a picture of a horse just a regular looking horse on the right side of the mug it says you and there's a picture of a unicorn climbing a pole like, yeah, yeah, I, I saw your picture and that's awesome. She also sent me a card about being one of that girl. So I just, uh, Allie I was on it. it this year. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. And, uh, yeah. She was really on it. Hey, uh, everybody's been wanting an update. on. If you remember right before break, I said we're going to be redoing the kitchen. Well, we completely gutted the kitchen uh, uh, and we took a dumpster full out of the kitchen. Uh, Completely gutted it down to the studs. Um, So you're all done. No, no, not quite. Uh, Redid the electrical, which some of that needed redone. It's an old house. And then put up all, we redid the plumbing and all that stuff. And now I got, we put the drywall up and I forgot how much I hate doing drywall. We've done drywall a lot in the old farmhouses we lived in, and I just hate doing the sanding. And okay, the, just so ugh. you know, we're going to make a spare room into an office for me, and it needs drywall. drywall. And, <laughs> and Chad's like, we're going to get drywall, and I was like, you are a captain now. You pay people. Yeah. Oh do yeah. Don't drywall. do drywall yourself. Uh, it like, sucks. Drywall will get us divorced. <laughs> I, I mean, I hate it with the fire of. Well, you know, putting up the drywall itself is not so bad. It's that, oh, it's the taping and the schmutzing and the sanding and the (laughs) The re-schmutzing. That's my favorite part. (laughs) Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, that's done. So basically everything's done right now that we can do. We're waiting for the cabinets, and one of our listeners is going to be delivering those and coming down this weekend to help put them in. So, uh, Clark, I'm I'm counting on you here. (laughs) So that's otherwise we're going to be sitting around just eating microwave meals for the rest of our lives, which is basically what's been happening. Also, I got to tell you real quick, uh, we took Scooter. We went out one day, took a break from uh, kitchening and went out and we went to the place that we love to go. It's an island here that just has beautiful trails. And Scooter has this thing when we go down. There's not many hills in Florida. This particular park has two small hills. But if for some reason if he's in a in a mood and we're going downhill, the breaching hits hits a horse in the butt when they're going downhill with a cart. The cart doesn't have brakes because it's a cart and not a carriage. So we're going down this hill and he's been fine up to that point. He was a little grumpy that day. We're going down, it was a beautiful day. Uh, going down the hill and the breaching hits him and to a uh, a way apparently he doesn't like. So he decides that it's a good idea to buck and kick out with his back legs going down a hill with the cart pushing on him. I really thought, and his feet came up above the dashboard of the carriage. First, I thought he was going to get his feet caught there. Second thing is immediately you think, the cart's basically pushing down the hill now. I thought he was going to go down on his knees and just tumble and I would be over the top of him or whatever. Did you jump out? No, I didn't jump out because I didn't have time. You don't, it didn't even have time to think about that. So, uh, but he managed to 
keep his balance. He was kind of pissed, uh, but he managed to keep his balance and we did not wreck. Uh, but it was one of those things like, I hope he learned a lesson that it wasn't a great idea to buck going down a hill. I think of things all the time when I'm horse training. Have you seen the movie The Hangover? Yes. Yes. Okay. There's like that that little um, Asian guy who's locked in the trunk, you know, Kim yes. Jong, uh, and and he jumps out and and something happens. I've made me hang Richard. I don't know. And they were like, he goes, "But did you die?" <laughs> I say that to horses all the time. I'm like, "But did you die?" Yeah. No. <laughs> so learn from that. We could have all died that day. Uh, yeah, I hope he learned from that. I hope he decided that wasn't a good idea. And then he was a little gimpy the rest of the way. I think he pulled a muscle or something. Oh, uh, poor guy. Baby. But, uh, you know, most of the time he has time off, so it's not like I work him hard. But, yeah, that, so that was my, my adventure. As Jennifer said, 95% of the ride was delightful. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Just the one near-death experience, <laughs> yeah, but whatever. Yeah, that whatever. So how about you? You yeah, probably did some horses over break. Man, I did. Um, you know, I took, I got, I signed up, I put my big girl pants on and I signed up for a dressage clinic. What? Glenn. Yes. <laughs> I signed up for a dressage clinic because I've never taken either one of my three-year-olds off the property. So I just thought I'm going to take whichever one seems better that day. <laughs> so I ended up loading Ace, my three-year-old off the track thoroughbred uh, into the trailer and taking him on a, to, to a farm of about 45 minutes away. And, un, you know, you know, you never know what's going to happen when you unload a horse at a new place for the first time. And this is like a nice, peaceful, quiet dressage, you know, all the things. And then there's me and I'm like, Oh God, please don't beat that girl. Please don't beat that girl. And I unload my three-year-old and he looks around. He's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Totally fine. Goes in the covered arena, does his entire dressage lesson is awesome and a perfectly well-behaved boy. And I was so pleased and I was just so excited to be able to ride with the clinician and like not be like a big, I just was so concerned that I was going to be that girl with the baby three-year-old who runs away, you know, and gets away and destroys the dressage day. And all of those post-traumatic stress things that are sitting in my brain did not happen. And I was very excited. So Ace was a superstar. Yay. He really was probably pleased. saying, what's wrong with you? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. He's like, why are you freaked out? Like, and I tried to be calm. Like, and I was like, oh, we're just going to walk around. I like led him around. I did all the things. And he was like, okay, what's the big deal? Like, can we move on? <laughs> that was really cool. I really, 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 really liked that horse. Um, and then... You know, and then then there's the um, Andalusian, which, you know, years and thousands of years and, and war and the Iberian Peninsula. And they were like war horses. And they're, this horse, Miles, my three-year-old Andalusian, is the biggest wuss on the planet. <laughs> You're not going to be jousting anytime soon. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, you know what? We're going to go. I, it, it took a while to even get him to like the west side of my arena. Okay. <laughs> he just, just because he's like, that corner is not okay. That half of the arena is not approved. Uh, so I finally get him in. I get he's him out. He saw there once and that was it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. And so I've been working on like, so we were cantering in and out of the open gate on the end of the arena. It was like a huge day. And the next day I'm like, I'm going to take him on a trail ride solo in the aforementioned already trimmed up by the Monica the trail. So I go out and I'm on the trail and, uh, 
he 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 was doing great. And then we heard it. What you ask? I don't know. <laughs> you just heard something. And I think there was some deer and cause it's very heavily wooded. And I think there was some deer and he, so I like to say we only had 16 freezes and one massive spin around spook. <laughs> but other than that, he was perfect on his first solo trail ride. <laughs> so that, that, that's the, uh, he, those needs are my a, two. he needs a dressage llama in the ring with him. Oh my God. He would have a heart attack and die, but I will be talking to her on how to, how I can get involved in that. Um, and then all the other, you know, then I got the bad story. Do we have time? What time is it? We have a, we have about five minutes. Okay. So I've had this horse Salvo, this horse that came to me for training last fall, got adopted by my friend TJ, who runs that big, fancy ranch in Colorado. So Salvo uh, has been waiting at the rescue because they can't, couldn't get him until January. And so he's been paying board at the rescue. And then he was going to come to me for like a, a brush up before he would ship out to Colorado. They're going to come and pick him up. So Salvo gets here about a month ago. I've been riding him. Farm boy's been riding him. He is just the nicest, easygoing trail dude in the world. Right? So, Okay. TJ's coming to pick him up on Wednesday. And this is last Friday, a couple days ago. I need to take him to the clinic to get a Coggins and health certificate. So I load him up and I, as I'm as I, like, the night before I was like, he's got some like tearing in his eye and, and they ate from a round bale. And I thought maybe he needs a nasal lacrimal duck flush. So, you know, they can flush their little eye tube out and clear their eye out. So I'm like, okay, we'll put that on the list. I text her. I'm like, we need a, a duct flush as well while we're there, just so you plan for time. So I load him in the trailer. I take him to the clinic, unload him. Mind you, I have like 15 minutes. Hawkins and Helsert. I feel stupid even driving him here for this, but whatever. Got to do it. She's like, walks up to him and she's like, oh, do you know that he has an ulcer on his eye? What? Excuse me? Oh, what? Sedates him. Looks at it. She's like, oh, God, this is really bad. And I was like, no, no, no. He's leaving on Wednesday. He can't have an ulcer. You know, oh, and you. If, if you've ever treated an ulcer in an eye, it requires medication like every hour. Right. So oh, and then the horse hates you after about one day. Well, we couldn't. She's like, I can't even get close to his eyes. So we're going to put in a lavage system. Have you ever seen huh? that? A lavage system in the eye? No. Okay, I well, do I want to know you, about this? Are you eating right now? Because no, no, you I may want to put that this. down. Really I'm going to tell you what this. it is because it's whoever invented it. Whoever invented this needs to win the Nobel Peace Prize. Okay, <clears throat> so it's a really long tube. And basically, it's attached to the horse's eye and then it goes all the way down. And they braid it in the mane, all the way down the mane to the base of the mane. And it's like this tube. And you put the medicine in the base of the mane. And then it goes up the tube and into the eye. That's genius. How they do it. She had to pull the eyelid back, stick a giant dagger up through the eye to like get this, this disc to be underneath his eyelid and then pulls it through the eyelid. Stitches it to the forehead, rebraid it all the way through the main. It is awesome. Like, I mean, to me, like I'm all like 
medical. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. It was great. It was really, really interesting to watch. I'd seen it a long time ago as a vet tech, but I'd never been that involved with it to did that close to this watch it. This is a it. horse husband's nightmare. Oh, God. You would have <laughs> lost your mind. She was like, do you want to watch? I was like, heck yeah, I want to watch this. Let's go. And so it's like, it's like you pull the eyelid out and stick this, puncture the oh, eyelid yeah, up through, <laughs> and then you put this tube. And anyway, it's all the way down. And so I'm like, She's like, here's the problem. I don't have all the meds that he needs, and he needs a lot of meds. So there's a hospital 15 minutes from here that can take him. And he needs to be medicated every hour. And I was like, oh, my God, this can be a long day. She's like, why don't you call his owner and see if you can leave him at the hospital? Now, this is like New Year's Eve, right? So I call the hospital or New Year's Eve Eve. Call the hospital. They can take him and they medicate him, and and he needs every hour for twenty four hours. So, uh, what's it we supposed to, to do? Is, so there's like Does six the- different things. It goes, yeah, it like go, goes into the hole and like repairs and takes inflammation away. And like there's atropine involved where they like dilate the pupil and they have to go up and all the, and, and just all these different antibiotics, all these different meds that you have to give every hour through the day. And, and if you were to do that in the horse's eye, you would be, somebody would die. So anyway, all of this, all of this, and he's supposed to be picked up on Wednesday. So I call him like TJ. Okay. It's, it's now New Year's Eve. The horse has been at the clinic for a day. I'm like, how much can, can we possibly leave him there another day? So my husband's home for New Year's. Like I, it's never happened. So he's like, yes, pick him up Monday. So I'm going to pick him up. He called, found out how much it costs because if it's like a million dollars a day, obviously I'll just do the meds. So as of now, I have to pick Salvo up from the clinic today. Now, now remember I was going to take him, get a Coggins health cert and take him home. Then I had to get Coggins health cert, all of this eye stuff, then drive him to another hospital and then go back to the clinic to pick up the other horse I had with me, blah, 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 blah. It was like seven hours. Do you of- wish that you'd never mentioned the eyeball? Oh, no. I mean, if not, it would uh, eyeballs. If you have something with an eyeball, it is an emergency. Yeah. You know, but he wasn't squinting. He wasn't tearing. He, I put the halt on. He wasn't like acting like anything hurt at all. Well, and a lot of times they don't, right? So, yeah, yeah. it was. And it, yeah, if I would have waited another day, it probably it was up under his eyelid. So I, I just could, I didn't see it, and I wasn't like probing his eye because I just thought he was like a little. It's been really windy, and I thought maybe a little like, you know, he just got some gunk in his eye. No, well, he did, just the really bad way. So I pick him up today, and so as of he was supposed to ship out on Wednesday. Well, that's not going to happen. He's not supposed to ship out. So remember, I was supposed to go on a ski trip. <laughs> and um, then I was like vacillating on the ski trip. But I'm supposed to go to California on Friday uh, to go to Monty's. They asked me to come out and do some stuff. And um, yeah, none of those are happening because now I have to medicate a horse. We're down to every three hours now. Does he um, still have the tube thing? Yes, yeah, still has a tube oh, thing. Oh, well, well, you can't leave that for a horse husband to take care <laughs> Uh, no, no, Chad's leaving. Oh. There's nobody to do this. And then, by the way, who am I going to get to come out at three in the morning? You know, yeah, after, exactly. every three hours is not going to happen. So I have to do it. This guy who who adopted this horse is one of my favorite humans on the planet. And I feel super bad that this happened to him. And this new horse, by the way, that he's never even seen, he adopted because oh I told God. him to adopt it. This is a, it's just a monumental cluster. It's just awful. It just sucks. It, it, 
all I can say about this whole situation is this sucks. So at this point, he's going to be with me medicating every three hours for the next week, and he may come and pick him up next week. So I've only got to do this for a week, but apparently he has to have these meds for like six weeks. This is a total sucky, sucky, sucky thing. What do we always say? The cheapest part of buying a horse Buying the horse is buying the horse. Oh, <laughs> and again, I'm I'm like I I I'm like I promise TJ, this is a really nice horse. He's gonna be worth all of this. He is a really cool horse. I promise. I promise. He's like it's fine. And he was like, he's like, I'm really sorry this happened on New Year's. You know all that. You know, he's like, he's been super cool about all of it. I mean, well, here, he has a lot of horses too. He gets it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I mean, he's a cowboy. He's like, this is their horses. Yeah, just but I was like, but you've never even seen him, and I told you to adopt him, and then this happened at my house. I'm like, I feel like a total <laughs> jerk. Cannot feel guilty. <sighs> so anyway, that's where we're at right now. Well, there's one consolation. You don't have to pay the vet bill this time. You know, that's exactly what my vet said. <laughs> and I was like, but it's a friend of mine who has to pay it. And it's almost like having to pay it when it's like a friend of yours. And this is this situation where it happened in my house. And he's never even seen the horse before. And he adopted it. Because yeah, but I told when your husband to. asked, you could say, I don't have to pay the vet bill this time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's exactly what my vet said. She's like, at least it's not your bill. I was like, oh, that's true. Well, you know what's happening right now is the World Equestrian Center. They have a ton of stuff going on right now because it's the beginning of the season here in Florida. That's right. Everything gets in the full swing this week. We'll be having Hunter Jumper shows there. They have the 2023 Ocala Winter Spectacular Show Series. It's a USEF Hunter Jumper Show Series. Yes, you heard that right. Remember last year, the big fight? We're never gonna... I thought there weren't supposed to be any well, of those things. Uh, yeah, funny who won that battle. So, yes, they will be having USEF at Hunter Jumper shows this year. Every Saturday night is the big Grand Prix. And uh, they wanted me to mention that you can get tables and dinner and the whole thing for Saturday nights. Check out, check that out on the awesome. website. And where they hold those is right behind the Fancy Five Star Hotel. And it's in the ring that's right there. So your backdrop is the Fancy Five Star Hotel, which is really cool at night. Uh, they also do all kinds of other stuff like this weekend they're having the ocala boat show there at their their conference <clears throat> their conference centers are so huge that they can hold a boat show indoors oh my uh, god yeah, i mean that's how big this place is <laughs> so they're having the ocala boat show there this weekend and there'll be a ton of other stuff coming up throughout the winter season i know some of our auditors are coming in town because one of them's going to come over next monday and join us on the show so if you're going to be in town, let me know if we're free, and uh, you can join on the show. We love to have people visit and, and sit in on an episode with us. Glenn will take you to the boat show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I know a bunch of them are coming in for WEC, and you can find out all the details and what's going on over there at worldequestriancenter.com. It is definitely a must-see. Now, we all saw the video over the holidays that has almost 2 million views. One of the dressage rider riding in the arena with Grinch bouncing about. And Grinch was played by an alpaca. We reached out to have Bailey West of Bailey West uh, or Bailey Ranch Breeders join us. And she's out of Canyon Lake, Texas. And we're going to talk to her about alpacas because I don't know much about alpacas. And also about her breed of choice and the ones that she does breed, which are KWPNs, which probably have to be one of the most confusing breed registries ever, and she's going to kind of clear it up for us. Well, hi, Bailey. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, thank you for having me. So this video, did you ever expect when you put it up that it would have 2 million views? No. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny, but I didn't realize how 
it would take off. <laughs> no, I've, I mean, it's amazing. We've had viral videos before, and it's always the stuff you never expect. You don't you don't post it expecting that to be the viral one. You know, right? <laughs> but it was cute as heck. Now, I I have been saying all along that these were alpacas, but I might be wrong, huh? They're actually a guanaco, so they're closely related to a llama. They're the form of a llama before they were domesticated. Really? And they stem from Argentina. I'd never heard at, of them. In the mountains. Yeah. Wow. I actually I thought it was a llama had bred with a deer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because <laughs> of all the bouncing. <laughs> yeah. The movement is crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's hilarious. <laughs> now, do they all move like that, or is that just his special trait? He is extra, but <laughs> they do <laughs> because he's a bottle baby. We rescued him from the herd uh, on day one. Uh, he actually couldn't stand. His legs were completely contracted in, and he couldn't stand on, I think it was his right front. And so I brought him back to the barn, and I casted him, you know, took time, gave him the supplements. And after a couple of weeks, he was running around like crazy. Wow. What's his name? Nako. Nako. Well, and I want to tell everybody, if you haven't seen this video yet, you're one of two people in our audience that haven't. I'm, I'll post a link to it in our show notes. you got to go watch it. It'll make, this whole conversation will make a lot more sense. So, <laughs> so these pseudo-llamas, I can't say the other name, so I'm going to call them pseudo-llamas. Uh, <laughs> these pseudo-llamas, what are they like? Are they all like him? or? So we have a herd that ranges free, and they are not tame. Um, they are pretty territorial i would say they're kind but they're pretty territorial when it comes to our dog they don't want our dog near them um they range with all the other exotics we have and they're pretty easy animals to have around and just ranging free they're pretty hardy um pretty like easy to get out of the way they don't really try to fuss with the humans um they just run away and jump and bounce but they do argue with each other a lot. They're pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> they are opinionated, huh? So Very opinionated. <laughs> do they have a job? Here, they do not. Okay. Do they other places? What are they? I would say they could be guard animals, just like a llama. Okay. They and, have oh, their hair. Job. They, they have do have, absolutely have a job. Yeah. Their job is desensitizing your dressage horses. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and they've done very good. <laughs> What's it go like the first time you put one of your your uh, dressage horses in a ring with the bouncing llama? You know, they really don't mind him that much, but they've all been exposed to other exotics. And they've seen them around the outside of the arena. So for us, it's not. A crazy thing. You could have anything happen at a dressage show, and your horses yeah. will be fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now you, you've mentioned other exotics. I got to ask. So we have a a group of Springbok, and there's a bottle baby Springbok that used to ride with us as well. I think I have a video of that him jumping through the arena, yeah. and then we have some Arabian oryx, which stay pretty far away. What are they? Um, they're white and they're they have really tall skinny horns an oryx breed and then they're well they're kind of like an antelope okay yep without all the bounce 
<laughs> the and we have some kangaroo. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and we have some kangaroo. Oh, really? You have all yeah. bouncy creatures, it, it appears. Yeah. <laughs> Even the horses bounce. Oh, my God. Your horses are stunning. <laughs> Thank you. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk. We could spend all time talking. I could ask you a thousand questions about the exotics, but I also let me wanna, let me let yeah. me let me just ask why. Yeah. Okay. That's a good good question. Oh, why do you, well, you know, some people raise cows. Some people raise horses. So you, you don't know, really have do an answer. Too, but, okay. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because she lives <laughs> in cute. Texas. Just say because they're cute. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dominique, with uh, do you know Dominique, who also does Rado. exotics in Texas? I don't. Okay, we need to get you two together. Maybe we okay. don't need to get no. you two together, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about KWPNs, which has to be one of the most confusing confusing breed registries ever. But your website had an explanation, because Dutch riding horses, Dutch harness horses, and uh, other yeah. names I can't even say, um, you know, are all involved in that. So kind of explain it. Give us the 101 on KWPNs. So... I've taken years to try and, you know, really learn it. And so I'm not the expert, um, but I do have a pretty good grasp of the whole thing. So the Gelderlander is the original Dutch warm blood. And the Gelderlander is a, a larger, still full of action, very calm personality because they were required to do cart and then show on the weekends. So they had to pull on the farm but then they had to go be the show horse because the families only had one horse. And so it was kind of the all around, like if you think of the pony club horse um, can do it all pretty good at all of it. And just generally nice to be around. And then that turned into a specialty breed and off of it stemmed the harness horse. And so that became the fancier harness horse where they got more refined, more action um, not for doing any farm work, not for um, riding, not bred for riding, you know, um, just as a beautiful fine harness horse. And then they also took the Gelderlander into the direction of purely riding. And so that became, you know, the dressage bred and the jumpers. And they divided the riding group into those separate specialties. But it all kind of stems back to that original horse, which we breed for. Um, we have a Gelderlander stallion here, and then we kind of try to use harness lines that have the Gelderlander blood, um, that original larger bone body. And then we breed them to the dressage stallions, which are much more modern. But this way, we're hoping to get you know, the brain of the Gelderlander, the strong um, hardiness of the Gelderlander, but with the suppleness and the beautiful suspension and collection of the dressage or the jumpers. So you're wanting the bigger bone then on uh, on the Dutch riding horses and the Dutch harness horses? I do. I like it. I, I like them to have power and a little bit of hotness, but I want substantial legs gotcha. <laughs> and I want substantial feet. I don't want to be dealing with any foot issues. How are you, how do people feel about what you're doing in the breed? 
I think good. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> because the babies are selling. Well, that's, and, the, that's uh, <laughs> the ultimate thing, right? Exactly. And the Gelderlanders rare to come across. And they are pretty thrilled when there's a, a trainable brain, like you can see with the um, the horse that was in the video. He doesn't care about all that stuff. He wants to work. I put that saddle on him and he wants to be the best boy ever, every single day. And That's awesome. And he actually, we didn't breed him and he may not have the best confirmation for dressage, but boy, does he have the best heart in the world. And so I really want those horses with that heart. This is weird. So there's somebody that's breeding horses for good bone, good feet, and good brains? That's crazy. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're stunning. They're beautiful. I'm looking through your Facebook page right now. There is a black stallion that you had for sale in 2019 that should live with me. Um, and <laughs> I mean, these horses are phenomenal. Great job and great job improving things and, and keeping other things going. Like, I mean, the Gelderlanders, not something that is very common so clearly you have a heart for the unique which is kind of at your farm (laughs) all over the place and these videos with your say it again not alpaca not llama guanaco yeah that (laughs) (laughs) so i do i read an article the other day actually it wasn't over break uh about how we're having to go overseas less for warm bloods and for you know dutch harness horses and dutch riding horses because more and more people are breeding them here is is that the case maybe yeah i i could see a lot more people um starting to breed i guess maybe the next generation of breeders are coming up you know um i think that the dutch warm blood's a pretty popular breed but it is yeah you know i'm not sure exactly if they're getting them more from here or from europe yeah so but so just to finish the kwpn thing the kwpn is just a registry of all those things kind of put together yes and okay they they just have the different book within that registry and what does kwpn stand for Oh man, I don't. I know. This is my, my friend breeds K- K- WPNs and she doesn't know. So. Yeah, I'm not sure. At one point, I did. Okay, I'm going to Google it. Yeah, we need to find that out now. I'm curious what exactly does it stand for. Wikipedia must yeah. be able to help us with that. Oh, it's the Kunalikin Jigglebukin Worm Blood Netherland. <laughs> yeah, that's there it. You there, there. I answered that question. <laughs> this is fascinating. If you haven't seen the video yet, go check it out. I definitely could spend, as I said, spend the rest of the time talking to you about your other your other hobby there. Um, but we won't. We'll let that go for today. But you've <laughs> got to look at the video with the Grinch, uh, played by the llama. It's very yeah. funny. And just it's like the you way did they the bounce. regular one, and then you're like, let's up our game. I'm going to dress the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you cannot watch it and not smile because of the way they move. It's just <laughs> hilarious <laughs> he is such a joy to have in the barn we actually um, gelded him because we don't want him to ever leave <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Bailey, the what's now. your what's your website when where can people find you baileyranchbreeders.com baileybranchbreeders.com and do you put your babies up for sale there too on the website yes okay we do. sounds good thanks a bunch bailey we really appreciate it take care thank you so much All right. thanks bailey Bye-bye. 
Well, that was fun. I didn't know she had all those other animals. I also thought this was an alpaca and learned that it wasn't. So there you go. It's just like, it's just so bouncy. It just has the zoomies (laughs) like times 10. I know. Do you think people, I think people like her, and I'm thinking of Dominique too, and the other people we know, Mary, and all the other people we know, who end up with these you know, barnyards full of of different animals. It just starts with one and then just becomes a little bit of a hobby and then a lot of a hobby. Uh, It just becomes a thing. And I don't think they intentionally set out to do it. I think it just becomes a thing. It's like anything else you collect. In your case, I I don't know about collecting. I know. I just going to (laughs) say. All right. Let's hear about Purina, and then we'll talk to you about some of your equestrian first world problems. Yes, apparently you still have them in the new <clears throat> Yes, they do. And your horse has unique feed needs, and Purina has you covered. From breeding to senior horses, from performance horses to easy keepers and everything in between, they do have something for everyone. Uh, Purina has an extensive portfolio of research-backed options for your horse. There's no shortcut for quality nutrition. Cheaper isn't cheaper if it doesn't work. Put their research to the test. Find optimal nutrition at any level at your local Purina retailer or visit PurinaMills.com to learn more. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. Oh my God, I'm scrolling through them and there's so many. I just keep going and keep going and keep going. Um, remember, if you have an, uh, an, an equestrian problem, it is a first world problem. So it applies here. Um, we don't do real problems. So a lot of you had real problems. And, uh, you know, I'm really sorry about those too. And uh, also, if you want to participate in this fun, exciting thing that we do called equestrian first world problems, you have to become an auditor. How do they do that, Glenn? simple. Go to horseradionetwork.com, click on the auditor banner, and we use Patreon for that. You can go to Patreon and sign up, and it's for as little as $3 a month. You too can become an auditor, just like what 600 other people have. Yep, absolutely. Well, Ellen says, I was trying to be a good person, so I lent my harness There's and your cart. first problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I lent my harness and cart to a local horse rescue for a harnessing and driving demo to highlight one of their rescue ponies. But now I got it back. And it all needs to be refitted to my pony, and it's taking forever <laughs> for me to get around to All right. For you that aren't drivers, when your harness gets – there are 55 buckles on a harness, and that you fit it to be exactly for your horse. And when it goes away and comes back like that, or even when I take it apart to wash it or something, it's a pain. I get, get irritated when people don't put my stirrups back. There you go. Well, imagine that times 25 buckles. Yeah, no. <laughs> Um, let's see. Kaylin says, I have the day off tomorrow, but my kids are out of school. So I'm not going to have to take them to the barn with me. (laughs) (laughs) Lucas is sad now that he's on his third week off. Lucas has more time off than any kid. I don't know what school he goes to, but they have a lot of time off. Private school. And they do go back earlier and they stay longer than the local schools. But yeah, the, the, the owner of the school was like, I like to travel. And so, you know. We're going to give them a long breaks <laughs> so <laughs> okay. I can travel. Um, Anna says, I got a whole week off from teaching, but it was below zero. So it was like too cold to do anything fun. Mm-hmm. And Heather, this is what we were talking about last week. Okay. Let me, let me tell you this. She says, OMG, taking down 
Christmas decorations is such a pain. The weather is perfect, and I would rather be out driving my pretty Frisians instead. This is why I don't decorate because it takes so dang long to get everything set up. I mean, my Christmas tree's still up, and I'm like, ugh, I gotta take the ornaments yeah, we off. We haven't taken ours down either. <laughs> yeah, like, because be it's annoying. That's be February, why, I think. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <clears throat> Uh, Joy says, I started the new year where my horse and I have gotten, quote, I hate her. We've gotten too fit. And now I don't <laughs> fit in either my saddle. Okay. And my horse doesn't either. So now I'm waiting on my new saddle to arrive. And I have to sell two saddles before my boyfriend realizes how much money I spent. Happy new year. Was that Joy? <laughs> yes. Yeah. We all hate Joy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just sorry. I'm too pretty. Yeah. I'm too pretty. I'm too skinny. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Oh, God. Uh, Carrie that is the question, first of all. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've gotten too fit. Uh, <laughs> happens love to me you, all Joey. the time. <laughs> uh, Carrie says, I have a PPE scheduled for a prospective horse who seems perfect, but I have to wait to hear from the vet because I can't be there in person. <laughs> Carly says, what's my goal for the year? Be financially savvy. But what do I want to do? I want a new saddle, custom dressage boots, and a couple more bridles. You know, I think that that should have been on that list of six because that's always on the list of people's, uh, you know, goals for the years. Be financially savvy. And you never are. It's, well, it did know, say you weren't going to shop. Because the first anymore. vet bill comes up and then it's out the window. Yeah, you're done. See, that's Rock. one of those That's one of those resolutions that you have no control over ultimately because crap happens. You know what? If you want to be more financially savvy, sell your horse. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Robin said, then you'll be in therapy. So it's really kind of all balances out. Robin says, and this is another I told you so to all of you. I really wanted to take my new gelding out for a drive today, but I still felt like I was moving from my recent cruise. So I had to file my taxes. <laughs> she was on a cruise and when you get is that the thing you get off a cruise and you still feel like you're on the water yes and oh. if you've been on for a week especially you're kind of moving around as you walk no good uh ali says our absolutely amazing barn owners have finally sold their property and are leaving us to go back home to australia and we're all heartbroken we and, the, and the new barn we're all moving to is gorgeous has an amazing indoor arena and a brand new jump ring and a beautiful brand new barn. And I feel guilty for being happy about it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Michaela says, and she adopted country house. One of my, uh, horse and hound horses. She says country is signed up for full training at the end of February, but now I only get to see him once a week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Laura says, my husband is starting a new job where that pays double what he makes at his current job. Good for him. But he's not going to be home as early in the evening, so I'm going to have to do all the feeding and cleaning. (laughs) You can hire somebody now. Yeah, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, First of all, problem, because I do all that anyway. Uh, Colleen says, I have a show next Saturday because the temperatures are in the 40s instead of the teens. Everything is mud, and my horse is a bay and white pinto colored draft cross who is mostly white not anymore, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> enjoy that over show just you know what own it get covered and be like oh it's a chest done i don't you know you need a it's special just... saddle pad that's just mud covered anyway uh, mm-hmm. just forget washing or trying to clean them just throw the saddle pad on and go 
Yeah, you'd be good. Uh, Colleen, oh, sorry. Uh, Kelly says, I had to go on vacation to Hawaii, and it was my first time away from my baby Obi. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry you had to go to Hawaii. Yeah, that's tough. (laughs) Isabeau says, I just spent 16 months getting a dressage instructor certification. But now I actually have to go out and like use it and make a business. (laughs) (laughs) It's like everybody that goes to college and then never does their degree. I'm just going to live with mom. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Allison says, this is so funny. And I have so many more questions as to how or why this happened. I hung my horse's blanket on the door to dry. And my bra was on the door handle. And it was my only clean bra. So now I'm at the grocery store smelling like a horse. Where... Are you hanging your bra? Which also begs the question, where did you take it off? I wasn't commenting on this at all. Were you in the barn and you're like, oh, I just got to get out of this thing because I get it. And you took it off and hung it next to the clean blanket, which, to be honest, is never clean again, really. (laughs) Um, So, or do do you have your horse's blanket in your bathroom? Yeah, there's a lot of questions here. Yeah. Again, maybe she lives in the barn. Allison, I'm going to need, well, don't send it to Glenn, but I'm going to need some photo <laughs> evidence of all of this. Yeah, don't send it to me. <laughs> don't send it to Glenn. He'll get in trouble. Yeah. Uh, Nana says, I'm supposed to be finding a new job, but my friends have so many nice horses that need riding that I don't have time to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I can't find a job, hon. That's weird. Uh, and then Kaylee, I want a $500 gift card to a tech shop. And I don't know what to buy. <laughs> Usually it's because you don't need anything. <laughs> oh, God. And uh, let's see. Oh, here's another one. God, there's so many. I have a new routine going with the, uh I have to get a new routine going with a toddler. This is Lisa and my partner working again after parental leave. And now I'm going to have to ride in the freaking morning and get it together. And I'm not a morning person. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then uh, let's see. One more. Okay, this one is a real problem. But I have two more, two more. Jessica says, I went to try on North Carolina over New Year's, and I didn't even buy one thing in the little shops that was for my horse, because guess what? I got too much stuff for my horse for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) And then, Jennifer, this is your husband's fail. It's his fault. And she says, my husband continues to fail at winning the lottery so that I can just stay home and play with my ponies. Now I have to go to work. (laughs) Speaking of the lottery, do you remember I said that I buy, maybe it was Lisa that was on that day. I buy lottery tickets for the family to to all scratch off while we're not there and over the holidays. Well, I bought $250 worth this time and everybody got like 10 or 15 or something. Do you know out of 250 lottery scratch off lottery tickets, it was a total of about $75 that was won. So you mean the lottery doesn't pay extra? <laughs> yeah, not not real good. You mean not they're making good. money on that? Yeah, not real good. No, no, come on. I probably would have been better off just sending them the casino to the slots. To be honest, uh, you should have just sent them the money. Yeah, <laughs> that too. Although apparently they had a good time because it took everybody a half an hour to do it, so everybody had a good time. And there's always that hope that you could be the big winner. But mm-hmm. We've never done that. Uh, you, and uh, we're, before we wrap up the show today, we, we promised we'd talk about something at the beginning, never got to it. It's our, p- people are wondering why we don't do resolutions. Well, I think we've kind of explained that 
throughout the whole show. Why yeah, because I'm not going to resolve to stop doing something. Like, uh, resolve and me are not two words yeah, that go together, neither for Glenn. That's why we get along so well, because neither one of us are real good at that. I resolve and fist <laughs> down, boom, I'm going to... Do- no, that's and not you know, going to happen. I was, you know, I've had to do goals all my life because I've been in sales, right? In sales, you have to do goals or you don't you don't make it. Uh, but I've never been great at goal setting, I wouldn't say. And I've always been more the, let the let's let the opportunities come up so I can take advantage of them. And I think that sometimes people who have resolutions or goals, and they're one of those very focused people who are really good at that, I think sometimes they, if it doesn't fit into their box of their goal, they kind of lose the opportunities that come up that they should have probably taken. And, and sometimes you limit yourself. Yes, that's exactly right. By putting right. a goal that's too small. Well, that's that's Jamie Nye's excuse for not doing, having that. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and even it's a goal set. I don't want to limit my like, awesomeness, okay? <laughs> I can be super awesome, but I just told myself I'm going to be kind of awesome, and then I'm not super awesome because I was just trying to be kind of awesome. So I'm going to give you my very loose goals for the year. Uh, and I try and do very loose goals that don't have any definition to them because then I don't really have to live up to them. Um, but the, two, I have this for this year. One is to finish our kitchen so we can stop eating microwave meals. And two is I, this is going to be another year of travel and meeting listeners. I really want to do that this year. Uh, we have the ability more to do that this year. So we're definitely going to be doing a road show. Uh, it's going to be September, October this year. We're hoping to go to Wisconsin and then head northwest across the country. Um, so we're going to, I have to put those details together sooner because I have a boss now and they like require things done sooner than I used to do them, which Weird. was the day before. So yeah, we're going to be doing more planning on that. I will be asking in the auditor room, uh, who wants us to visit like we did last time, who lives up that way, uh, what fun things we can do, uh, while we're on the road show. And of course we'll be, you know, doing the show from the road. Uh, so that's this year. And of course we're going to be, uh, going to Equine Affair. That is confirmed. Uh, Jennifer and I will be at Equine Affair. We're going to be camping there. Where is that? That's in Ohio. And then we're going to go from Equine Affairs the week before Kentucky, and then we're going to go to Kentucky the next week. So we hope to meet a lot of listeners at Equine Affair and also in Kentucky uh, in April. And apparently tickets are selling like crazy. I just got another email this morning from Land Rover that tickets are, are going like crazy. So nope, get your tickets. <clears throat> yep. Um, are you planning on going this year? Or too soon I plan to on going every year. Okay. <laughs> it's not confirmed, though? I mean... Hey, Chad, I'm going to Land Rover this year. Okay, cool. It's confirmed. Okay, there we go. All right, good. So we'll definitely plan on some meetups and things like we always do. Uh, And we're going to do a post show for you here shortly. You didn't ask me my goals. Oh, yeah. Well, you didn't write them down. I didn't. I didn't want to pressure you. It's because I can't be limited by writing know, things down. That's why okay? I didn't want to pressure you. Well, I, I asked my family. I said, to, "I said, Chad, what are your goals for 2023?" And he said, "I'm going to work Fly less. planes and not crash." Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that, so the, his was to work less and just try to be home more, which is awesome. And then my goal was I wanted more, to take my baby. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't need to. I don't need to work anymore. Oh my god, I'm so tired. No, I meant him. You're gonna have him work more, so you. Yeah, make my more goal money. is for you to leave more yeah, exactly. and make more money. <laughs> um, mine was to. I really want to take Miles, my three-year-old, who again will soon be four. Um, happy birthday, thoroughbreds! Yesterday, but I don't. I still, when they're that young and you're training them, I still go off their month, their actual birthday, which is in April. So I want to take him to a show. 
Even if it's like a little dressage show or fun show. show Yeah, I just, I haven't shown since the makeover. I think the the thoroughbred makeover, like, I have post-traumatic stress from that because it was (laughs) so much work and so difficult and so challenging and so, like, life-consuming that I haven't shown since. And uh, so I'm excited to do something with him. That is a very tiny goal, I understand, but I hadn't thought about it. And then I asked my son, Lucas, what is your goal for 2023? Lucas, do you want to come tell everybody what you told me your goal was for 2023? I gotta hear this. No, you gotta come over here and hurry. Come here, quick, 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 quick. I don't have all day. Let's go. Come <laughs> I gotta here. hear this. This come ought here. to be good. How old is he? Ten. He's nine. Nine. He's nine. This is my son's goal for 2023. It's awesome. Tell everybody. Lean into the mic. To live through it. <laughs> that is my son's freaking 2023 goal. I think that's pretty much <laughs> all our goals. I didn't have any other uh, ideas. I <laughs> <laughs> didn't have any other ideas. I said, don't you worry. You come up with something better because it's my job to make sure you live through it. <laughs> Isn't that all our goals, though, really, as an adult, is to get through another year? And I did see some people posting that on Facebook. (laughs) Their goal for the year was to make it, to get through. A lot of people had a tough couple of years, too. So we're hoping that your year is better than the year before. Yeah. Whatever that year before was. Ours wasn't bad last year. I'd love it to be better. I think everybody could take that. That's a good resolve for next year, to have a better year than the year before. Yes, you I've, been, I've had my stress. butt kicked. Your vet hopes that you have more vet bills. See, I, she can't possibly. I think she feels sorry for me <laughs> at this point. Well, speaking of quotes, we're going to end the show with one. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of friends that are podcasters and motivational speakers on Facebook, and they're always great at posting all of these very important sounding, you know, highfalutin things for the end of the year, which I read and go, yeah, that's not for Jamie and I, because we kind of (laughs) take it as it comes. Um, But David Bowie said something. uh, This is one of David Bowie, because, you know, he's a philosopher. Oh, yeah, he's a deep, (laughs) deep guy. He said, I don't know where I'm going from here, but I promise it won't be boring. Amen, brother. And I think that kind of describes this show and our lives right there. So we can we don't know where we're going from here. We don't ever know where the show is going, but we promise it won't be boring. Take care, everybody. We'll see you all in the post show. Spade neuter guild. Mm-hmm.